G'day teabaggers, it's Will here. I am in my apartment in Edinburgh on a very rainy Sunday morning here. Um, looking out on the street, I was uh, I had a bit of a sleeping because I did set list last night. Thanks to uh, the people who came to set list last night. I know there were some teabaggers in the audience. They shouted at me over a fence. Uh, but that was really great fun, the set list show last night. I had a ball doing that and I had a ball doing fan fiction comedy. Uh, I told a real life story uh, that happened to me on uh, on the flight over here to Edinburgh that you will all hear about on the podcast, but I'm going to save it for one with Justin. Uh, Justin's show is going really well. It sold out here in Edinburgh last night. I haven't seen him yet. Well, I'm going to see him this afternoon. We're getting together at three o'clock. Uh, there's some drinks over here in Memorial for a friend of ours, um, which will be a bit sad, and uh, but very lovely. And I will see him and then I have Prompter. Uh, this afternoon and then that's it I'm going to have Monday off and sort of settle in and go and see some shows and stuff like that uh, when the jet lag is gone uh, go and support all the people uh, who you've heard on this podcast who are doing shows then Denver if you happen to be in town or if you know people are in town send them along to Sam Simmons and Celia Picola and Felicity Ward and uh, Daniel Sloss and Wendy Wason and uh, look through the guide and there's there's plenty of people who have been guest Charlies uh, I'm also doing a bunch of other shows uh, if people want to know what my Edinburgh shows are uh, I am doing let, well, let's want to see what I'm doing this week on Tuesday the 12th I'm doing uh, prompter on uh, Wednesday the 13th I am doing set list on Thursday the 14th I am doing prompter and I have a late show that night uh, doing stand up on uh, and I'll post that on my Facebook and Twitter on uh, Friday uh, the 15th, I am doing set list, and on Saturday the 16th, I have prompter, set list, and a late show, and I think I have a late show on the Sunday as well doing stand-up. I'll put all the details uh, on my Twitter and Facebook if you want to come and see me do those shows. Uh, last plug, and then I'll let you get on with this episode with uh, guest Charlie number one, Dave Anthony. Oh, okay, two last plugs. LA Podcast Festival, uh, we are on on the Saturday night. You'll be able to watch the live stream if you can't make it to the podcast festival. Uh, they put it on us on, uh, us on at a time so that you can sort of watch it live in the morning in Australia. But we are also on at the same time as Mark Marin. <laughs> yeah, the biggest podcast in the world. So if you are coming to PodFest, come see us. Our show will be great. You can listen to Mark Marin on the podcast. Don't, come, come see us. That's a pathetic plea. Uh, last but not least, here we go. Um, my Illuminati shows uh, for the rest of my Australian tour are now on sale. Kalgoorlie, Darwin and Perth. Man, Perth, thank you so much to all the people in Perth. Uh, we sold more tickets in the pre-sale than we sold in the first two weeks uh, last year. It's, it's amazing, the response to the show. In fact, it's been crazy. So uh, if you want to come and see the show in Perth, getting quick to that. And, uh, yeah, Kalgoorlie and Darwin as well. Justin Hamilton is going to be doing support for those shows. So um, we'll at least be recording some podcasts on the road, you know. I don't know. If we sell out somewhere and, you know, we have some spare time, maybe we could even do a live one. I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, enough of that. Uh, buy some tickets. Enjoy the podcast. Talk to you soon. See ya. The following episode of Fop is classified M.A. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deke speaking. Everyone relax, this is Topop. (laughs) 
ironically, I'm not relaxed. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson and guest Charlie Clawson number one. Dave Anthony is here. Hello, Dave Anthony. Hello. Oh, you're doing that again? Yeah. I yeah. Thought, uh, you know, it's a theme. Really caught on from last time. Yep. Well. Yep. You imagine, I'm gonna seeing go, that we're recording uh, these back to back, but you've imagined in the week that people have demanded that you do that voice again. are clamoring for it. Really? Yeah. Clamoring? Clamoring. I've never really had anyone clamor for anything. Really? Even, well, even, I guess our, your... our live fofop sold out at the festival, in, our live fofop sold out at the festival in like six minutes or something. So I guess that was a clamor. What, the, but it was a the clamor. last one did? Yeah. The one we did together sold out. About that fast, not that fast, not that fast. But it no, was like it was like fifteen. It, it was like nothing I've minutes. ever done has sold out that fast. Really? It was ridiculous. It was insane. People were devastated. But I don't know if they were clamoring. They were still just sitting at home with a keyboard not on to, their phone trying to book. Not to bring it back to the past, uh, the last podcast. But I'm surprised that the word clamoring didn't come up in Diet Life. Oh, I mean, people were clamoring for tickets. <laughs> You've relatives had... relatives were clamoring not to come back i think i think that people have been clamoring for some of your shows over no one's ever clamored for them really they just they just buy at a who steady do, who do people, at a steady rate who do people <laughs> clamor for uh at the melbourne comedy festival uh daniel kitson daniel kitson I won't, I won't clamor friday or saturday right yeah you've got to clamor for one of those wednesday tour o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> shows Marketing. Hang on. Dan- Daniel Kitson's doing a show at fucking four o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to clam up for some tickets. Do you know why he does that? Because doesn't, he doesn't like uh, people who come out on the weekends, Dave. But he also doesn't, doesn't like people with jobs. <laughs> Does not enjoy sharing his comedy with people with jobs <laughs> or regular lives. It's not for you. Or people with children. Uh, yeah. All yeah. of those people are out. That seems like I'm being unnecessarily mean-spirited to Daniel. Which no, but I'm it's not. funny. It's a good marketing thing that he right. does. It's the anti-marketing market. And uh, yeah, it is anti-marketing marketing. Yeah. And there's room for that. There is room for everybody. I, I realized this the other day that like <clears throat> I was in Williamsburg. Uh, oh, in, you went to uh, Williamsburg. I went to Williamsburg you? when wow. I was in New York. Did you grow a beard? Well, here's the thing that... <clears throat> I went with my friend uh, Tara, whose name that I try not to say while I'm with her, because she's an American, so she pronounces it uh, Tara. Tara, oh, right. right? Yeah, I dated a Tara when I was there. So I never know if I'm meant to say like I'm probably yeah. meant to say it the way that she, like the, her way, right? But you should be able to get away with it because you have an accent, right? But Tara is not her name. So I always feel weird saying Tara to someone whose name is Tara. Right. Right. In the same way as like I find it hard to say, because Graham Elwood, like I would say Graham, but his yeah. name is Graham. You just said it the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Master of accents. <laughs> that was the point. I was going to make it the last podcast is sometimes I'll change an Australian character to localize it. I'll be like, like as if it happened like last week in America. And then I'll realize <laughs> that, oh, no, I do their voice. Oh, shit. Now between in this one line, I have to learn how to do an American accent. That was the best. I mean, his name, his name is Chris, but I always want to call him Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, my friend uh, Tara uh, took me to um, uh, she lives in Brooklyn, has uh-huh. uh, born and raised in Brooklyn. So oh, she was there okay. you know, before. 
A native. Yeah. In fact, she's one of the people who's being priced out of the neighborhood because ah, it's cool now. Terrible. But they have this big sort of uh, open market, the Saturday morning sort of like food vans in a sort of park down by the river sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was really cool. Then yeah, we went down nice. there. And I love food truck. And, yeah. And we ate at the vegan place, had some uh, beet sliders. Hello. And she didn't want to eat at the vegan place, but that was the only place that didn't have a big line. <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! See, I, I was that's like, actually, I'm gonna eat at this vegan place, and she was like, Good, I'll go and choose from these 90 places that have meat. <laughs> and then I like, she was behind me five minutes later, going, I'm gonna have some vegan food, <laughs> or you will finish your meal by the time I get mine. That's yeah, yeah. I'm surprised there isn't a bigger line at the uh, vegan food truck in Williamsburg. Right, that's what I thought too. Yeah. No, I think your hipsters aren't necessarily your vegans. Like, there's a bit of a mm. hipster like. Um, you know, like people, they love like pork belly and like well, bacon and I, shit like that. There right? was a guy that worked on Marin that was a hipster that um, cured bacon in his apartment. Right. Which I found. That's what hipsters do. Horribly upsetting. It's like the honey that I have from the friend who like has bees in their apartment. I'm sorry, you said That's bee. what hipsters do you now. You said bees in their apartment. They have be- bees in their apartment. They have a hive in their apartment. What do you mean in their apartment? Like in their cupboard or whatever. What the fuck does that in mean? Their closet. Where do they go? They're they keep to f- the bees. Yeah, but then they're supposed to fly out. I don't know, like out the window and back in. <laughs> I'm not sure how it works. But anyway, there's so many holes in your story. Hips- I'm not 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 my story. Hipsters are making honey and curing <laughs> their own bacon. That's what they're doing. I, but this is what I realized when I went to Williamsburg, when I decided I was going to live in Williamsburg and open Williamsburger because my name uh-huh. is William and I was oh, in Williamsburg. Right. And, it was, yeah. and then I walked past five minutes later a place called Williamsburg. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, there goes of my course. dream. Yeah, there it is. Out the but window. what I realized about it is that as much as I will, you know, you'll mock the hipster or make fun of that sort of thing, mm-hmm. I enjoy the things that the hipsters are producing. Like I enjoy some homemade honey. I would happily. Okay. I like the things that they're making. Well, also their farmers, coffee and their food trucks. Farmers and, will make homemade honey. Like guys out with beehives out and like it's not just hipsters that are making that. Right, but I enjoy the hipster things. I enjoy the things that they like. I just don't want to be one of them. Right, but I like their stuff. No, they have. But I'm not going to make fun of them anymore. No, that's fine. I don't. There's no reason. No, no. I enjoy what they're bringing into the world. Yeah, I've been a hypocrite. Okay, that's fine. No one's no one's judging you on this. I think more people are judging you on your past one man shows. Okay, let's not bring up the past. Why are, we, <laughs> why are we going back to that? That was like a week ago. Uh, no, I think I agree about that. Uh, but I also have found a disturbing trend of comedians making fun of vegans, which um, I would just like to declare that it's stop now. Thank you. Right. Jesus Christ, is there an easier joke to make? I get it. There. Although uh, I must uh, also confess that at one of the galas in Montreal, Uh-oh. I did do my um, vegetarians versus vegans bit. But I think that that's is different. A, it's a different take on it. Yeah, that's different. That's the whole idea of it is that idea that if you are a vegetarian, and I eat vegan quite a lot, but, it, but you're grouped in together. And my favorite things are all non-vegan. Right. Like my whole Jeez. bit is about like, you know, that I won't stab an animal, but I'll squeeze it. <laughs> that's my line. <laughs> If I can squeeze it and delicious comes out, I'm going to squeeze it. I'm sorry, vegans. I don't understand you. Well, it depends on what part you squeeze. 
Right. Well, I'll squeeze, squeeze the stuff that the good stuff comes out of. I'm not just squeezing random bits of animals for joy. I'm squeezing them for food. Because you could squeeze apart an squeezing eyeball. Squeezing them for ice cream you and could, stuff. You squeeze apart an eyeball. So which pop which bit does butter come out of? The eyeball? No, no, the same place as the milk. Okay, cool. Well, you just, but the thing is you have to be specific if you tell someone. You can't just say to someone, hey, go squeeze a cow because they might go squeeze the wrong part. Right. You have to be specific. Oh, no, no, no. I understand that. I wasn't giving people instructions. <laughs> I should have pointed Fair that enough. out. Fair enough. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about uh, the last few weeks because I've been gigging and I wanted to update people and thank people who came out to the shows and stuff like that. So yep. I went to New York, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. uh, did a few gigs there. I uh, did uh, my first night when I got to New York. Oh, by the way, we were staying in Times Square. Oh, why? Why? Why did you do that? Well, because we were shooting stuff for this like uh, documentary we make about the Montreal Festival and okay. whatever. So they're... Basically, they need shots at Times Square. Sure. We, we went up in a helicopter one oh. night and shot like over. I did all my intros over like New York at night. That's cool. Yeah. You know which day it was? The day after the plane got shot out of the air. Okay. <laughs> like this was my day. The day after the plane got shot out of the air. I'm in New York <laughs> where nothing has ever gone wrong in that regard. Uh, and I went up in a helicopter. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Four-person helicopter. So... We, they took both the sides of the helicopter off, right? Because we're shooting. Like, oh, so right. there's a so cameraman. It's and so it's, it's nighttime? Open. It's nighttime. Is it warm? Freezing. <laughs> like, you know, when you get that whole body yeah. shake, where like, yeah. you, like to the bone. Like, where you honestly think you're going to land and you're going to have to be like someone they got out of a mine or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be people with blankets yeah. or like naked people in a sleeping bag go and get in or you get hypothermia sort of thing, right? <laughs> or there's a, there's a mule there you have to cut open and climb inside of. Right. And by the way, he's like, I understand the idea that like, you know, to introduce a television program, like a, the best thing is like you're in a helicopter, like doing a lap of the Statue of Liberty or like over New York at night. That's a great shot. Yeah. <clears throat> with the host of your show, like, you know, doing the little intro, right? Right. But why, can I ask you a question? How come the host of the show couldn't just do a little VO after they shot the stuff? Right, well, that certainly could have been part of it. (laughs) Secondly, uh, the host of the show will be wearing a big set of uh, headphones and the only microphone that I can talk into is one of those helicopter microphones that's in front of my face. Oh my God. Also, I'm freezing cold. Perfect. And also the wind is coming through because we're in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it'll be a really relaxed looking start to the show. <laughs> really feel like I nailed that intro. Wow. So um, so you, we've got both of the doors off, but this is the fucking weirdest thing is you literally are just wearing like the same seatbelts that you would wear. Oh, right. Like on a plane. Right. So we're sitting like in this open thing above New York. Yeah. Like the day after the plane's been shot out of the air, like hanging out of this helicopter. Yeah. Like the cameraman is like hanging out of the helicopter yeah, to well, try to get the shots Yeah, well, that's the stuff that cameramen right. do. They're like and, But all... he's got this one seatbelt no, on. that's crazy. That if he at should... any stage, like his camera like clicked his seatbelt or whatever, oh, he would just plunge to, to his, his death. death. But what a shot. I mean, what be. a shot. What an opening <laughs> to the show. They say you can die in comedy. Wow. Wow, yeah, I wouldn't care for that at impaled all. Impaled on like the Statue of Liberty. Oh, great shot. Impaled on freedom. Great. What a oh, metaphor. Right? Oh. <laughs> so many people get impaled by freedom. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I went to New York, had a bunch of gigs. I did a gig at uh, Gotham on the first ah, night. Ah, was the air conditioner on? Oh, what do you mean by that? Well, they have this giant air conditioning system that all of a sudden it kicks in and it's hard to like be heard over the air conditioning. Oh. It's such a terrible setup. Did you no. old Gotham or new Gotham? 
You got them, I okay. guess. Yeah, it's like a longer, thinner rim. All yeah. Them. Yeah. So when I was there uh, like a year ago, I was like, what in the fuck is happening? Yeah. Good setup. I uh, I'm not a fan of Gotham. Right. My gig was good. They, they looked after me well, and it was a, it was a fun gig. So uh, that was the first night. We went into Times Square and we had to shoot some stuff afterwards. Uh-huh. So now it's about midnight. Yeah. So Times Square is like packed full drunk, of people. Drunk, drunk people. And um, Americans, well, tourists and a camera, because not just yeah. Americans. But the minute you start like pointing a camera yeah. at somebody, yeah. people just flock. Oh, they're morons. Like, flock. Yeah. I was doing, like, one of the links to the show, and we probably had, like, 90 people just following me. What is... Th- and, like, cheering and getting photos with me. They don't know who I am. That is insane. It's just because someone else is pointing a camera at me. Yeah. They're like, we should get a photo. Let's get on television this somewhere. This would be great. Yeah. No, they're crazy. Yeah. So it's sad. There's been a bit of trouble in, uh, oh. in Times Square at the moment because over the years, people might have seen the colourful characters who uh, live in Times Square. You know this? Have you seen this story? I read about this. So um, basically, you know, there's like the naked cowboy, there's like Elmo, there's like, and you can get photos with these people. It's like like what they do here. Hollywood Boulevard. Boulevard, And they just took it over there. Right. And it's just tipping. You know, like they're not legal. You know, it's not, but and you don't have to give them money. You don't have to give money, but they're dicks if you don't. Right. Well, this is where the trouble is. So people would have heard of the Naked Cowboy. He's quite famous. But there's not yeah. just one Naked Cowboy anymore. Oh, really? There's like heaps. Oh, that's not good. Some other people have looked at the Naked Cowboy and gone, like, wow, a- I could be just like that. I'm, I'm, but like I a can scrawny be, black guy. I can be naked. I could be a scrawny, scrawny black Naked Cowboy. There's an old Puerto Rican or something Naked, no. naked Cowboy. Like an old, like no. sad one. And oh. then there's like two Naked Cowgirls. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, how naked are they? Well, not as naked as these other girls who are just in G-strings and then body painted and just what? have their boobs out. And you, But they're like dressed what? as like the Statue of Liberty or whatever. Seriously? Yeah, boobs out. Middle of Times Square. What's happening? Getting a photo with people. It's crazy. I don't understand what's happening. So, I'm going to tell you what is happening. <clears throat> Under the headline, uh, Spidey Punch Spurs Police to Act. Yeah. Again, I'll tell you after this. I'll tell you about my fight with Batman. Right. Uh, <laughs> God, I can't believe that that's an afterthought on this podcast. <laughs> can't believe you didn't open with. I'll tell you about my fight with Batman. Um, I mean, that is even like that. Even the Joker wouldn't throw it away like that. <laughs> oh yeah, and after after we finish dinner, I'll tell you about my fight with Batman. Just let's have something to eat first, and then I'll tell you about my fight with Batman. Uh, police. Cracked down on Times Square's menacing pack. Now, this happened like the day after we left. This is like Monday. We left on Terrific. the Sunday. Outstanding. Uh, police cracked down on Times Square's menacing pack of costume creeps over the weekend after a Spider-Man. The, is this the Post? This is in the New York Post. Yeah, yes. it's uh, already the writing. It just screams right. New York Post. Uh, after a Spider-Man beat up an NYPD officer. Wait a minute. Okay. Well, what was the NYPD officer... Like stopping him from st- 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 stopping a bad guy because like sometimes Dr. Ock or something. Because sometimes the <laughs> NYPD Ock. doesn't understand superheroes right. and what they're doing. And Spider Man and the way he's doing, like he's yeah. a vigilante. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, busting five more panhandlers and trailing many others uh, to warn tourists about them. Cops got t- tough after Junior Bishop dressed as Spider Man. 
allegedly flew into a violent rage when rookie cop Eduardo Molina confronted him about charging tourists a whopping $10 per picture on Saturday. Why does it matter, if the, why does it matter if the cops are rookie? <laughs> maybe it's, like the, maybe it's the boys back at like, ah, he approached Spider-Man, what a rookie. It's a rookie mistake. <laughs> Going after the Spider-Man. Well, that's kind of the what you're saying. The older cops know better, man. Yeah, the, don't go after Spidey. That's what the post is saying, and they're like, uh, you know, this this cop, uh, he doesn't know how it goes out on the streets. Back off, rookie. <laughs> this is like some old Danny Glover type cop. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> the naked, uh, okay, um, so ten bucks. That's too much, though. Couple of bucks. No, five bucks. Ten bucks. Five bucks max, but two bucks. Ten, even if it was the actual Spider-Man. Yeah. That's still too much. Like no. if Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire were just like hanging out in the street just as Spider-Man, 10 bucks is still too much. You'd be I like, you don't need this. Totally money. agree. All right. <clears throat> the naked black cowboy, whose real name is Titus Gandhi, was busted when he showed up at the Midtown South Precinct to check on his buddy. So, the Spider-Man. The so Spider-Man. the naked cowboy came down to check The naked Spider-Man, black cowboy. Which... Uh, is actually going to be in the next Spider-Man movie. <laughs> that scene. <laughs> His friendship with the naked black cowboy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Spider-Man's, like, been busted. So the naked guy comes down so and goes, hey, friend, I want to check up on my buddy. And they go, like, that's not how hey, this works. You know what he needs? A naked black cowboy here. <laughs> a little pick-me-up? Yeah, you can't talk to him unless he's first spoken to his naked black cowboy. That's right. Lawyer. Lawyer. Lawyer by day, naked black cowboy by night. What is that noise? Went away. What noise? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear like a screeching crow. Do you smell toast? <laughs> uh, so his naked black cowboy buddies come to help out Spidey. Sure. Right? And, uh, it, and it's just one naked black cowboy. There's not several. No. There's not also a naked Puerto Rican. No. Uh, the skivvy wearing character was uh, nabbed on an open warrant. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah, of course, of course, if you're a naked black cowboy and you go down to the precinct, of course you have a warrant out for your arrest. Right. Well, here's what else he did, though, Dave, because oh. he's a thinker, the naked black cowboy, and charged with drug possession after cocaine was found in his wallet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, naked black cowboy. Put some pants on and get the coke out of your wallet before you go to visit Spider-Man. God. He's so... The naked black cowboy is so disappointing. Uh, Four other characters were also collared in Times Square Saturday night, including one dressed as Jessie the Cowgirl from Toy Story. Oh, my God. What did she do? Hand jobs. (laughs) If you squeezed her in the right place, delicious stuff would come out. <laughs> and another Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, of course. They're, they're two, I, oh, I hope they put him in the same cell. Can you imagine that? <laughs> same cell, same night, two spider And imagine if you're like a guy who's got picked up for like drunk and disorderly or something. And you get to the... You're, no, you're just plowed and you get in there and you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I see two Spider-Man. <laughs> and they're Where both... Where am I? And they're just staring at each other from opposite sides of the cell. Or from opposite sides of you. Um, Meanwhile, uh, okay. Oh, okay. So Bishop, who's the spider... uh, No, Bishop, who's the the naked cowboy. Sure. Uh, No, no, Bishop, Bishop, Bishop. Is he the Spider-Man? Oh, no, Bishop's the Spider-Man. Okay, right. So Bishop's the Spider-Man. 
who previously panhandled as Sesame Street's Cookie Monster. Oh, God. <laughs> of course he did. I mean, what else? And that's a natural transition. Right. I mean, you start. I mean, out, you start out as a cooking monster, right, but you're hoping to be a superhero, <laughs> right? Right, cookie, cookie. That's it. And then, uh, by the way, my first impression I did when I was a child, and then, uh, and then you transition into Spider-Man when you're when you're ready. Right. Well, you've got to be a cocky web slinger to be Spider-Man. Uh, all right. So uh, he's been charged with felony assault, Ooh. criminal mischief. So he really hit the cop, I would assume. Resisting arrest and disorderly conduct. Uh, he was held on uh, $3,500 bail. But, you know, $10 a tip for a photo. It's not bad. It's not too bad. Uh, while in custody, the faux web slinger lost his superhero cool. Oh, God. Screaming, fuck that, at cops. <laughs> Just like Batman. I mean, just like Spider-Man. Uh, when they tried to fingerprint him. Well, I well mean, they, he's can't. Got, they can't. Was he going to take off the fucking gloves? Right. Plus, like, he's got his web shooters. Yeah. Like, that's not how it works. You I know, mean, he's got sticky fingers. He's yeah. the Spider-Man. He is the Spider-Man. I mean, he's been in that situation before. Uh, all right. So, what they've also done, without getting bogged down, is <clears throat> they've got a list of a little box on the side of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, other costumed Times Square pests in trouble with the law. Okay. The Black Naked Cowboy. So that's the one we've just gone through. Woody from Toy Story. Oh, Woody. Come on. Uh, now, what was Woody nabbed for? Woody was nabbed by cops in January on forcible touching um, and sex abuse charges um, involving numerous girls. Okay. All right. Right. So, okay. so he's not out there panhandling. He's out there handling. Yeah. <laughs> Woody by name. Woody by nature. Don't let your kids anywhere near him. You know why they call me Woody. Uh, the Cookie Monster uh, was in trouble uh, when he posed with the two-year-old in April 2013 and then allegedly shoved the tot after his Bollywood star mum refused to pay $2 for the picture. <laughs> <laughs> Cookie! Wow. Wow. I mean, that seems fair. Uh, Spider-Man 1 uh, was arrested and charged with slugging a mum in February 2013 because she refused to tip him after he took pictures with her kids. Spider-Man 2 was arrested and charged for allegedly wrapping his arm around a woman's neck and grabbing her butt as she walked to a bank. Wow. Yep. Uh, Elmo... Dan Sandler was slapped with disorderly conduct charges after his alleged uh, 2012 anti-Semitic rants. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Jesus Christ. Mummy. Oh, fuck. Uh, Elmo's telling me things, things about the situation in Gaza that I'm not comfortable with. Uh, Mummy, who's Ariel Sharon? What? Why does Emma keep saying the Nazis? The Nazis were right. Mummy, I don't know the Nazis. Mummy, Mummy. My God. What's Hollywood and why did the Jews run it? (laughs) Mummy. Anti-Semitic rants terrified tourists. 
he was also sentenced to a year in prison in 2013 for trying to extort the Girl Scouts. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck? Now, girls, this is the perfect opportunity. Oh, Jesus. Extortion. Right. And it is like, that? I would understand if the Cookie Monster was going after the Girl Scout right, girls. That makes sense. Because they've got cookies. That's yeah. a natural mix. Yeah. That, that's a man who wants some cookies. Right. Got, there's the girls who got some cookies. And but, he's going to extort the cookies from them. Uh, Super Mario was a, accused of groping a New Jersey grandma's inner thigh. She wanted it. She Come on. Let's, she wanted it. Super Mario doesn't just do that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Super you know, Mario. I'm not talking about entrapment. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She spread those thighs. He has a big hand. Come on. Uh, so have we, you yeah, ever... Tell me about your fight with Batman. Well, first of all, have you, have you ever heard of uh, the movie Confessions of a Superhero, which is a documentary about the five characters who work on Hollywood Boulevard as Superman and Batman? No. It is I incredible. It. It's particularly incredible if you then watch the interview the extras interview with if you get the DVD if you watch the extras interview with Superman afterwards it's remarkable okay. it's such a good movie I can't recommend it to I can't recommend it to people enough Confessions of a Superhero you can get that uh, through Steel Saunders <laughs> um, uh, so I am working on um, Greg Barrett's television show uh huh and I was the comedy writer, so we used to go out and shoot comedy. What things. year is this, approximately? I want to say 2006. Okay. So we go out to shoot something man on the street-ish or some sort of thing um, uh, on Hollywood Boulevard. By the way, there you go, Hollywood. That's an idea. Batman on the street interviews. Where Batman, like it's just man on the street interviews, but it's Batman doing them. <laughs> that is so really he's just asking idea. strangers, where is she? <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> so, um, so we're shooting something and you can't have, if you're shooting, you can't have any characters in the background because you get in trouble from Marvel right. or whoever or yep. DC. Like uh -huh. they, you're not allowed to have that character in the background. So Batman's in the background. And so I walk over and I go, Hey, um, we're just shooting this thing. Yep. And, and you appreciate it. If you could just walk to the other side, uh, this is how I make my living, man. Right. Uh, right. I get yeah. that. But can this you, this is also how we make our living. Right. This is how we're, you yeah. know, we're, can we have a permit? We're both making our living. I mean, we have a permit to yeah. shoot here and, and can you just walk to the side? 50 bucks. What? Yep. Fifty bucks. I 50 go look, bucks. dude. I'm not going to pay you fifty dollars to right. to walk out of the shot. I have a fucking family, motherfucker. Right. And then he. Just hey, hang on. Well, then you're not Batman. <laughs> the one thing about Batman we know is he does not have a family. You're a liar and a thief. So, in fact, the very reason we're not allowed to use you in this shot is because the thing you're doing is illegal. 
you are illegally misrepresenting somebody else and taking their identity. That's right. And you have the gall to rub your family in Batman's identity face. Identity theft is what you're doing. Well, you know what? Batman might have main, Wayne Manor. But you know what? He doesn't have a family. A family. Children. Oh, yeah. oh, are you screaming about having to feed your children, right. Batman? Batman doesn't have children. He's childless. Right. He can't even keep a girlfriend alive. Where, where are your kids? Oh, sorry. With your grand- the grandparents. <laughs> your parents. <laughs> Fuck you. You fucking fraud. Yeah. So it went on for a while, Batman screaming at me about his kids and, right. and how he got to take care of them and I, me saying stuff like, if you have kids, you should have a better job. Right. Or a job. <laughs> I have a job. Because as much as this is the way you earn your living, it is not a job. Like it's not. It's, it's not, not an actual job. It's not even remotely a job. Like it's barely legal. No, it's it's. In it, fact, I'm not sure it even is is legal. No, it doesn't fall. It doesn't fall under the category of job, and it doesn't follow under the category of panhandling. It falls in the category of weird. It's weird. It's just weird, right? You've you've chosen some bizarre thing where you stand around, and and people take pictures, and then you make them feel bad about not giving you money. Right. That's how it works. It's like it's like professional guilt. Right, but it's also like, I mean, can you imagine if like after your gigs, like because you, maybe you don't do signings or whatever, yeah, or like do photos or whatever after the gig, so some dude just kind of dressed like you and then like outside your show is like, I'll get a, get a photo of me. I look a bit like Dave. $10. That, $10. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> like it's... Like, it is a little weird. Yeah, it's oh, well, it's totally weird. But my favorite is when there's two Spider-Man or two Batman. Yeah, it's really because that close also, no, that's confusing for children. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Okay, so because I mean, it's all confusing for children. It all. Me and Finn are walking down Hollywood Boulevard, and the the Superman from the movie I just uh, talked about is there, and so is uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. The, the the thing about the Spider-Man is is they are always too small or too fat. Like they're never, it's never an in shape guy. Mm-hmm. It's always an oddly shaped Spider-Man, and they have the tight outfit, so like, it just looks upsetting. Peter Park has a weird beard up for a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> I'm sure a sixteen-year-old's body is meant to sixteen-year-old bodies do not come in that shape. But why is there all that hair under the Spidey suit? Does he is he rapidly aging? So we were walking past and Spider-Man and Superman are talking to each other uh-huh. and Finn goes, hi. And, and Superman to his credit turn who looks like Superman uh-huh. turns and smiles and waves. Nice. And Finn goes, Hey Spider-Man and Spider-Man just completely ignores him. Yep. And we walk away, and he goes, well, Superman's really nice. Yeah. And I go, yeah, well, Spider-Man's not. Yeah, Spider-Man's a dick. So now you know Spider-Man's a fucking dick. Yeah. That's the other thing is children's perception of what those things are they have in their head, and you, as a parent, you get to f- have fun with them and build them up. Like Batman in our house is fucking, you know, God. Right. Uh, and if you listen to my – when you go to my show, you'll hear uh, a Batman story about my son, about a party Batman. Uh-huh. But uh, so they they completely destroy for kids the idea of what that is. Oh my god, it's so true. They're they like, completely destroy it. It's <sighs> it's 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 annihilated by a fat or a tiny Spider Man sitting on top of a mailbox asking people for money. 
Wow. You're taking something that is so precious to people and destroying it. They're like yeah. real life Zack Snyder's. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so. Uh, the other people who kind of have to do an embarrassing job, not an embarrassing job, a hard job in the middle of Times Square are, pe- are our people because there are comedians who have to go out there and try to hustle tickets to the comedy shows. Oh, God. That no, are what do you mean? Actual town. comedians? Yeah, are actual doing comedians. That? Oh, come like, on. Yeah. It, it used to be people that would just sell tickets and they weren't comedians. They're making the comedians go out yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Like to get stage time and stuff. Jesus Christ. What club is doing that? Well,. I can't actually, because if I tried to name one, I, I might get it wrong, so I won't. Let's, but, just, let's just say Stand Up New York. But I talked to a few of the guys who were doing that thing, because obviously when they approach you. Yeah. Because their first line is like, hey, do you like stand up no, comedy? I, I used to have to say it all the time. Right. I am one. Yeah, yeah, I am one. And I'm, I'm, one. I'm performing at that club yeah. later tonight, so yeah, I'm not yeah. going to buy a ticket. I'm sorry. Yeah. But also, <laughs> but you want, also want to say to them, oh, don't, like, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're doing. Like I have done lots of terrible things to get stage time as yeah, well. well. That's like I'm I'm cool, yeah. but don't you know the reason I'm not gonna you, you I just don't want you to have to do your spiel, right? right? So one night we've been filming really late. I think it was a helicopter night, and uh, I'm coming back from like this late night gig by myself, walking through Times Square, and the dude comes up to me and he's like, "Hey, do you like uh, stand up comedy?" And I was like, <laughs> "I don't like it." Already been a long night, but I said, "Dude." I'm a comedian. And without missing a beat, he goes, oh, great. Hey, do you like marijuana and cocaine? <laughs> and I was like... You know me. You know me. And he honestly was like, because I can hook you up if you want. I was like, oh, more interesting. That's amazing. If it, wasn't, if it wasn't two o'clock in the morning and we weren't in one of the most populated places oh, in yeah. all of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And I hadn't just met you. <laughs> I love that if you're a comedian, he tries to sell you drugs. Right. Immediately. 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 Who knows? It was the next line. Uh, <clears throat> so first night shows I did at, um, at Gotham. Second night, uh, I, uh, second night I had two shows. So the second night is the night that the MH17 goes down. Mm-hmm. And the first show that I had that night, and there was like a, a whole bunch of Australians. In fact, there was more Australians died in that than died in 9-11. Oh, yeah, I saw that. There so, were a lot of Australians. That- yeah. And like, you know, so in a country as small as Australia, if that many people die, what you tend to find is that almost everyone Knows. has some sort of connection yeah. to someone, you know, and yeah. it's going to come on your radar as someone in your world who yeah. knows someone. So at the time, you know, being away from home and being a bit, you know, it's being in New York, I think, because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have how New York feels. It felt like pretty weird. So my first gig of that night, and because we're filming all these sets, which makes it all more, oh, the more yeah. difficult as well. Yeah. So uh, is it Caroline's? Because they wanted like a yeah. gig at Caroline so that they could, you know, because it's a well-known yeah. internationally thing. The only show they could get me on was D.L. Hughley's show. Oh, Christ. Now, like, it was a packed show and like, you know, really good crowd and stuff. But it, like, it was an all-African-American right. show. And audience, except for tourists. You know, like tourists and like his audience, which now, is totally fine. Let me say, before you go on, uh, I, I lived in New York for five years. And when I would go up in front of predominantly African-American audiences, 
not all of them, but there was a there was a decent enough ten percent would just look down and be angry that I was on stage. Just that I existed right. and was there. And you were like, you know what? Fair enough. Okay. That's what you have Tyler Perry for. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've played a lot of like mixed crowd gigs over mm-hmm. the years and I've never had like a particularly hard time because I think also as an Australian man, yeah. y- you're like, they go, well, you know, it wasn't you. Right. It wasn't you. We get it. Right. And, and so I've always enjoyed those gigs. So I was reasonably confident that it was going to go okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it went fine. And actually, to be honest, if I told you it went terribly, I would be over-exaggerating it. Yeah. But it did not go great. I can, and, and I can tell you why. Well, I'll, I'll, okay. Well, I'll tell you a couple of reasons why first. and then No, you tell me and then I'll... In, in New York, while it creates some really great comedians... There is a particular hackiness that exists in New York in which stand-ups just go up and talk about racial stereotypes ad nauseum, and there are crowds that just want to hear that. And if right. you get up in front of one of those crowds... And do something else. They don't want to hear it. Yeah. So that certainly was part of it. Yeah. The other part of it was everyone just started ordering their dinner. <laughs> And another part of it was that the front row, because it was packed, but the front row weren't there and they arrived mid my set. Oh, good. And decided that they should talk to me. Oh, good. Like, you know, because they see, I mean, well, it's, yeah. in some ways it was actually kind of the best thing was almost, but they were like too into talking. Yeah. Anyway, it was fine. As it turned out, like, you know, compared to some of the other people who were on, apparently it went really well because right. I left after that but the guys who were filming couldn't move the cameras out until oh, after the show yeah. so they watched the rest of the show and cu- were kind of like you know what we know that you didn't love that but com- compared anyway, to whatever yeah. it doesn't matter how it went really what it matters is what my mindset was sure. you know I was feeling like I, I wasn't into it it didn't feel funny yeah you walked you know? out of there you're not happy right so we, I went and did a gig that night at the stand uh huh pack show and the reason I wanted to mention it was there were so many people in that audience that night, not Australians, but who would come to see me who listened to the podcast. Oh, really? Like so many. Wow. Like well, when I say so many, like maybe five or six. Like, but, uh-huh. but in a small room yeah, where great. I hadn't really kind of like said come out and see this thing. Yeah. But five or six of the most diverse people. Yeah. Like if you put these – like. It was essentially if you put them in a row, it'd be like the fucking poster for Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You're like, oh yeah, that, that person looks kind of like normal and now there's like a tree. And like a what, is that, a, what is that, a badger? What is that? Right. Yeah. And that was the most amazing thing about it was like you were like all these people who kind of yeah. came out who were very different. So it was such a fantastic gig that night that like set i had such a great right. time and having all those people there on particularly on that night yeah as all that stuff had happened it was really cool so i wanted to mention that and give give them a shout out yeah that's about great that that was fun yeah. um and then the next night i did a gig, gig at the the creek in the cave do you know that i don't know place? That. it's like a it's like an old venue yeah and it was great yeah. really good show and really fun crowd and awesome yeah it was good so it was pretty good so i've got to um montreal for just for laughs um and so i was hosting the australian shows 
all mm-hmm. week because that's one of the things I like to do in Montreal is invite all the best comedians from all around the world and then make you perform on lineups that are people you perform with at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are you enjoying your time at this international comedy festival? Well, oh, it's been good to catch up with Husey. <laughs> I suppose I haven't had a decent chat with uh, Felicity Ward since last time she did the podcast. That's amazing. <laughs> Can we do anything with Don Rickles or anyone? <laughs> no? Okay, just here. <clears throat> so the Aussie, Aussie shows were kind of fun. We did a week of those. Yeah. Um, they, uh, our venue was like, because it's like this little festival, you yeah, know. Like, I know. So like, and it's we, hard to get people out there. It's harder than like Melbourne. Or, well, the nice or, thing was the shows were sold out most nights, but it was only like good. a 70, 80 seat venue. Right, it's perfect. not like a big, yeah. you know, room. They could fit like 90 standing sort of thing. Yeah. And, but it was hot. Like, cause Montreal. In the venue? Oh my God. Cause oh. Montreal doesn't really have much of a summer. Oh, right. So they just don't really bother planning for yeah. it. Yeah. They're like, you know what? It's cold most of the time. Yeah. Well, they need to get over that because yeah. that's changing. Right. <laughs> you know what the world enjoys? Air conditioning. Yeah, a lot. Um, so it was hot, but it was they. It was interesting, those shows, because I was hosting them and you're hosting like in a small room from scratch. Yeah. And I did find like they were, like I had to work hard. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't. Right. So, so that was fun though. And um, thanks to people for coming in to see those. But there was a couple of really uh, awesome gigs I did. I did Deanne Smith's, uh, she does like a burlesque and comedy oh, nice. show. Yeah. And it's like at midnight and it feels like a proper festival show. Yeah. And like, you know, I don't know. There's something kind of fun about being backstage with a whole lot of burlesque people. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> a good time. Circus folk and stuff. You're like, <laughs> yeah. this is fun. Yeah. 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 Like it is a bit hard sometimes to know, like, like for example, because you just got like, because the attitude to all that sort of stuff is we're all just cool with it. Right. Right. Oh, we're all cool. Yeah, yeah. I know that you guys are mostly naked, but yeah, we're all right. We're just cool. We're performers. Yeah. We're hanging out. But there is a moment where it always cracks up for me, which is like, if you're going, because in this show you go on, this is my second year in the row that I've done the show. Uh-huh. And I love the show. It's like my favorite show in Montreal, I reckon. And, the performers, so it's like burlesque comedy, burlesque comedy. So yeah. you always go on no matter where you are in the show after somebody has just taken their clothes off and done this right. like burlesque act. Right. Right. So this has now happened two years in a row where I've been totally cool with you know the fact that they're all naked and we're all performers except for one moment that's now happened twice oh. in a row, which is when they run off stage yeah. and they give you a high five. <laughs> And when they give you a high five, like their boob jiggles just in like weird, like do you know what I mean? Like it's just, it's like a high five and it just jiggles and it just breaks me both times, like twice in a row. That is the moment. Just the yeah. one little glitch in the matrix yeah. for me is the, how do I give this high five without Like it's weird. so weird. No, you shouldn't high five <laughs> naked people. Um, I did uh, Ari Shafir's show. He he did the podcast. Like, no, so he he was doing like a midnight show in a place that was normally a, a normally a transsexual strip club. Oh sure, Cafe Cleopatra or something it's uh-huh. called. He told me, and uh, so it's up the the bottom is still a strip club, I believe, like a regular strip club, and then uh, up top with is uh, where they were doing these midnight shows, right? So it's a. Um, it's probably like 150 people in the room. Mm-hmm. Like it's a pretty popular show. Yeah. And um, 
it's midnight, but it's yeah. Monday night at midnight. So you wouldn't think yeah. it was going to be too rowdy, right? Right. And it's a storytelling show. Uh-huh. So I went on first. So my he hosted and then I went on first. And there, to be honest, it went pretty well. Like I was happy with how it went, yeah. except that the whole time there was just one group of people to the side of the stage who were really chatty, you know, yeah. really. And it was like one of those things where it wasn't enough that I wanted to stop it down and deal with it. Right. I kind of just powered over the top like the of it. The people in the back don't know what's happening, but, but you can hear yeah. it. Yeah, but it was kind of enough that by the end, Ari decided, i got to shut this shit down. You right. know, Because he didn't want everyone for the whole night to right. deal with that. So he goes over and tries to shut them down. And I'm so glad, in retrospect, I didn't try because it became the world's biggest shitstorm. Really? Like it just went from fucking zero to a hundred in fucking nothing. Like suddenly they're screaming at him. What? Yelling at him. Like they're filming on his phone. Like there's going to be some, like, you know. And to like his a crime is happening. Like, and to his credit, because all he's doing, he was actually really nice about it. Yeah. Like he went over and said, look, you're going to have to shut up or I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And they just kept going. And he was like, all right, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. And then they just couldn't understand. Because right. there's this, there's this, type of audience there's an entitlement thinks yeah why we pay for our tickets yeah we can do whatever the fuck we want no that's not actually what you pay for nope you pay to come and listen and laugh and enjoy and all those sort of things and interact when you're asked to interact sure but like this idea that just because you pay for it you can talk like other people pay for it too it's remarkable and you're fucking it up for them all the other people in here are not enjoying you. Right. And so now he's like saying to them, I'll give you back your money. It's like, he's right. really doing his best to like, but now they're going, like they're getting out their phones, like they're going to try to make it some sort of, Yeah. Who, to that, his great credit, he just started screaming his website address. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a pretty good response <laughs> to that. Um, but so anyway, like this is now probably five minutes. The bouncers have had to come over. They've done a terrible job, by the way, getting uh. them out of there. But, They've gone down the stairs. The next act's coming on the stage, but they can't go because all you can hear screaming. is screaming up the stairwell. <laughs> like it's so loud that it's getting sucked up the stairwell. Oh my on, god! Like we're being we're on the first floor of somewhere, and we're getting heckled from the street. <laughs> anyway, as it turned god. out, the dude ended up punching a cop. What? Yeah, Monday night. Let's just go out for a good comedy show on a Monday night. You oh, no, I'm in prison with two Spider-Men. <laughs> I'm getting spit-roasted by Spider-Men because I don't know how to interact at a comedy yeah, show. Yeah, but sometimes you got to blow off steam after the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> on a Monday night at midnight. Here's what we should do. So how was last night? How was the comedy show? Well, I'm going to jail for three years. Right. Lucky I don't have work early this morning because I'm in prison. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with people? Oh, my God. So I will tell... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I got can, time? It's, um, yeah, we got time. I uh, will quickly, uh, I'll save one of those stories for another time, but I'll, um, I, uh, the only thing that I really wanted to mention uh, on a nice note about uh, Montreal was uh, that uh, the galas went fine. They were really good. I was really mm-hmm. happy with them, despite good. the fact that backstage at the galas, they do not have alcohol, which I just think is mind boggling. Insane. Uh, I know. Like, we're not children. Like and I, that's, that's I drink about, when I drink when I work. It's, like I'm not going to come to one of the biggest fucking comedy shows in the entire world. But it's so weird. But it's that a, I'm a sort of person. I'm an adult, and I like to have a, like a drink before I go on stage, and it actually relaxes me. Yeah. And but no, I have to get there an hour beforehand and do this fucking big set in this world where yeah, 
Anyway, well, but, but that turns out what they can't stop you from doing is going in, getting your makeup, and then popping out for a drink and popping back. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a bullshit cheap festival in that way. Like the last two times I've been, I've been invited, they have said they'd fly me up and not pay for my hotel room. And oh, I was yeah. like, well, then why would I do your festival? They are on. They definitely do scrimp and save on things. Like it's well, never a high paying festival for anyone. It, I don't have to make money, but. They're they're making money. They're they're getting paid by the government to put on a festival. Right. Do it right. They did have a lot of snacks. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is known worldwide for being the best snack festival. Right. I enjoy a snack. <laughs> I enjoy a nibbly. It's so embarrassing when you're sitting backstage and there's like you've just done your spot and you've done it's gone really well, but then for the next forty minutes, all they see you do is go up to the table, grab more snacks, <laughs> maybe put them in a cup. Wish there was some beer. <laughs> I'm just dug out for a beer now. More snacks. <laughs> um, so that all went well, but the big thing that I was really nervous about was um, uh, my solo show because I'd never done my solo show oh, right. there before, and. Uh, so all I, re- all I really wanted to say about that was uh, thank you to everyone who came out and saw that. I don't know how many people came out from the podcast. I don't really know where the people came from, but it sold out and I got a standing ovation at the end. So that was really exciting. So that's it. Don't need to talk about it anymore. But no, I no, just wanted it? to let people yeah. know that it was it went really well and okay. I was really, really happy with it. So, Oh, and I met Don Rickles, which was oh, exciting. Oh, yeah. And George Wallace, which to be honest, I was pretty excited yeah, about George as well. Yeah, George Wallace was, yeah. Yeah, they were two real legends. That's that some I was royalty. Like, yeah. yeah. But my favorite moment, and like the smallest things make me so happy. Yeah. So I, I'm a big fan of Jim Gaffigan. I don't know if yeah, he's a I great bloke or not, yeah. but I think he's a really funny stand-up comedian. Very funny. And the thing that I always like try to... I think Dave Hughes in Australia never gets... The, all comedians think Hughesy is fantastic. Yeah. Because comedians get what Hughesy's doing. Right. They get that Husey can talk to a very mainstream audience, but he's doing something that is more interesting than that. You right, know, he's got it. his own twist. And I always think that about Gaffigan, yep. which is like Gaff, everyone can enjoy Gaffigan, yeah. but Gaffigan like, is, you know, is better. He's doing something that is better than that as well. It's accessible yeah. to everyone, but also he can play Meltdown or the fucking Virgil and people right. will lose their shit totally. because he's like, he's just great. Yeah. You know, he can t- he takes ordinary things and talks about them in a way that is very interesting, but right. also still accessible to right. people. Which I just I admire that. <clears throat> so I saw him in the foyer of the hotel, and I just went, ah, fuck it, I'm just going to go and say hello. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Normally, those sort of things you try to be a bit more like I belong here, and uh-huh. we're all, you know, yeah. And then you get into weird hand holding things with people. Where like some agent or some booker or whatever yeah. will have seen your show and grab your arm in a way that you're like, yeah. what are we doing? Is this it's, a handshake or so are you holding on to me? Super upsetting. <laughs> so you, you try to keep it all pretty professional. Uh-huh. But I was like, fuck it. It's Jim, ja- Jim Gaffigan. I'm a fan of his. I'm just going to go and say that I'm like, say yeah. hello. So I go up to him and I say, Jim Gaffigan, Will Anderson. And he goes, oh yeah, Will, Will. I follow you on Twitter. <laughs> The over over the years, I have said on this podcast that I can't act. Uh huh. I learned in that moment, Dave, that when I need to, I can act. <laughs> because the way I held my shit you together, you played that cool, huh? Man, it was almost like I didn't care. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't have a follow up question. 
I just nodded as if, of course you do. Why wouldn't you? When the only thing that was in my brain was like, tell me how this came to be. I want to know more than anything why he, I had to go home and check. I thought it must have been a mistake. Well, he follows me. He's I know, but like, why does time. he follow me, Dave? Well, he might have gotten to well, that's what you I through want to me. Know. I want to know the backstory. Because I, I retweet you and, and you, you know, you say my life. I've now become so much more paranoid about the shit that I tweet. I know. <laughs> now they know no, that Gaffer gets having a look. I, I do the same thing when I find out people are following me. I'm like, oh God, now I have to do this the right way. Yeah, I get when people jump off board, particularly other comedians yeah. following comedians. Yeah. I'm totally fine. Like I, I've never had an issue if like my comedian friends I don't, don't want either. to see my yeah. fucking plugs for my shows and my yeah. jokes. Yeah. Because that's not, you know... That's not who it's for. What it's for. Yeah. So, I've never been offended by that. Although sometimes the weird one is if someone sends you a direct message, but they don't follow you, so you can't send one back. Have that they, is has that very, ever happened yeah, to you? that's very awkward. And then you're like, well, Maria Bamford, you have asked me a question. <laughs> you might think that I haven't responded to you. But, but, so, but sometimes people don't realize they're not following. Like, there are people that I don't realize I'm not following. Right. And oh, go, until oh. their name comes up or whatever, and you're like, "Oh, oh yeah, right. I'm not following." Yeah. I thought I was following that person. No, I also, I, I, I also that. like to. One of my one of the things I like to do is if someone is following me, I uh, I block them and then I unblock them and then they can't follow you anymore, or they get they get kicked off of following you. So you can boot someone off of following you by blocking and unblocking them. Oh my god, isn't that great? Right, so they wouldn't know. They have no idea. They're like, uh, they don't know they're not following anymore. They just, they they wouldn't see it unless so someone So does that mean you. that, so, like somebody that you thought you were following that you're not following anymore? Because that's happened to me where I thought I was following someone and it turns out I'm not. Yeah. Does that mean they've blocked and unblocked me? Yeah, probably. Oh my God. <laughs> why, why would they do that to me? <laughs> don't give me the old block up block. <laughs> Like the next generation karate kid. <laughs> I did that to my I did that to lock, my writing. Unlock. I did that to my old writing partner a couple of times when I got mad at him. Well, that does make sense, I guess, because sometimes you don't want people following you as well. Like right. I mean, you know, sometimes if you're gonna you know Yeah, my writing partner was like, You were on fucking Twitter all day instead of doing this. And I also time my tweets out. Like you right. can sometimes at night you know I'll think up ten tweets yeah. and I'll just put them out through the day. You can schedule them. Now do you do that? Like on the actual schedule or do you do that manually? Do you have them like on a list on your computer and you put them in yourself or do you just like do a little... I put them in and then I time release them. So I, I put it in a tweet and then I say, that will come out that? at eight in the mor- next morning. <laughs> I'm or terrified 10. of that. Why? Well, because what if you mistime a tweet with a tragic c- circumstance? <sighs> like, you know, you write some like... That you know, did, that the did planes gets The plane gets shot out of the air and you're like, <laughs> your tweet that you've... <laughs> That did that did happen once. You know where... what shits me about it? Airline food. It's oh, not an appropriate time for this tweet. That did happen once. I can't remember what it like, was. Like you know, but... we, we, like you, that that story's happening, and you're like, "Oh my god, my plane is delayed in Des Moines." That did that. There was a time when something big had happened, and I, 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 it always makes me laugh when you're looking at Twitter and something's happening that everyone's talking about, and then someone is like. I'll be a chuckles on th- like they're not even paying attention to what's happening right, in, the world. in the world. And you're like, are you looking at the Twitter feed? Because right. everyone's talking about this right now. Yep. It always makes me laugh. If the world is still around on Saturday, I'll be telling some <laughs> jokes at the chuckle hut. 
So uh, I've done that stuff. Is that's the only kind of thing that's happened where I, I it's just like in in the other tweets it looks weird that I've made a joke, but no, I don't worry about it. I, I don't think I'll ever do a tweet that people are gonna make. That's so offensive. What Plus, about what about the me. idea that someone else has already done that joke? You wouldn't do it about topical stuff, I guess. It's more about just like things that you've thought or whatever. Because yeah. that's the other fear is like you, like sometimes if you miss a story, like sometimes you'll think of a funny joke on like about a story and you'd be like, oh, this would be great. But you realize like, you know what? People have already had 12 hours of this. Yeah. Chances are someone said this. Someone, yeah, totally. <laughs> and if someone did say it, you'll hear about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the Twitter police. Uh, Jen Kirkman said that. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Well, she's funny too, I yeah. guess. Here's what you've learned. <laughs> Sometimes great minds think alike. <laughs> yes. Oh, hang on. That's a saying from the old days. <laughs> right. So you mean common thought is a thing that's been around forever? <laughs> ah, right. Now that does make a lot of sense now that you mentioned it. <laughs> oh, you mean that like a lot of us share the same cultural influences and are shaped by the same perspectives and senses of humor? Fuck. So you're telling me... It- it is weird that on something like Twitter, which is just thoughts, that pe- two people might have the same thought. Right. That is about pretty... a, a thing that just happened. It is pretty <laughs> remarkable. It's amazing <laughs> that all these bakers, these professional bakers, when presented with the same ingredients, made several versions of the same meal. It is really this weird. Is so weird. They're thieves. Thieves. Thieves stealing from each other. <laughs> people, people on Twitter need to stop. I don't know, like whatever. People are just are getting angry about whatever. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very um, heartwarming. Twitter. All right, well, uh, we should finish up, but let's finish with something funny. <laughs> uh, here's a weird but true for you, Dave. Yeah, <clears throat> weird but true. And where does this come from? This is like an Australian... Uh, this would be like New York Post or something as well. Okay. Because I picked it up on my travels. Okay. This wasn't quite Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Oh. Now, what I like this about this is... Uh, it's also just weird uh, the way that this is written. This wasn't quite, in quotation marks, Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Well, that is a story. So you put that in quotation marks? Yeah, if, would it's, you a, really? if it's a title... Wouldn't you just like Alfred, like uh, capitalize it? You can't put it in quotation marks or you can italicize it or capitalize it, but you should capitalize it. Put it in quotations or italicize it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Italicize it would be what you generally do. Yeah. It's not like fucking. Yeah. But you're also, are you talking about the New York Post? Yeah. It's good. There's not a lot. (laughs) So anyway, there's lots of things that aren't quite Goldilocks in the three pairs. So we're not right. We're not already. Like, I mean, well, I'm pretty thinking, much every story in the paper isn't Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Uh, in yeah. fact, the only story that really is Goldilocks and the Three Bears is Goldilocks and the Three Bears. I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that uh, a uh, family went out and a drunk girl went and slept in their house. Okay. A man <laughs> broke into an Albuquerque home. Uh-huh. Stripped naked and fell asleep in a bed. <laughs> completely not the th- completely not even remotely anywhere related to Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Can't remember. So Goldilocks because she, because yeah. she fell asleep in the bed. Right, and but she wasn't naked. Right. Oh she, no, she was uh, naked and on basalt. <laughs> <laughs> Goldilocks and the basalt was the first book. 
Three Bears was actually the second right. darker right. Very Empire much Strikes darker. Back yeah. sort of. Right. Very much so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then there was the third one. Goldilocks does some time. <laughs> Special appearance by Spider-Man. Medea, Spider-Man Medea and Goldilocks. <laughs> locked up. All right. Goldie locked up. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Under Goldie Locks. Oh, I like Goldie it. Locks and Key. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. He grabbed a soda uh-huh. from the refrigerator. Thirsty. Then dozed off in the buff. Happens. Right. So. He's hot. That's nothing like Goldie Locks. A man broke into a house. Right. It, and it, fell what, asleep. What they're saying is, is that a criminal went into someone's house and fell asleep. Goldilocks, that was not her situation right. at all. Right, so firstly... She did she porridge. Did a, she did commit a crime. Firstly, she did, there were, well, break, I mean, she did break in. Hey, you know what? What? Well, how are fucking bears even living in a house? True, I mean... What sort of fucking place? The whole story where, is bullshit. I mean, a lot of it doesn't check out. No, it doesn't check I out I mean, maybe she was on bus. And, and if... And if <laughs> like, if she's like, wait, at this house, those bears... Okay, but also... They're porridge. Do bears eat porridge out of, out of bulls? Do bears sleep in beds? The whole thing is a fucking lie. Right. So, if they did. Okay. Right? Let's let's go with so what the Goldie idea do? that bears she do. She goes in their house. She has some porridge. Right. One's too hot. One's too cold. One's just right. Right. The beds are... There's one more, isn't there? Isn't there three beats to it? Yeah. There's another one. Um, there's... She goes to the can. <laughs> <laughs> one toilet is too warm. <laughs> one toilet is too... No, there is... There is a thing... Because it's not just porridge in bed, is it? There's a thing between bed, because bed's the last one when she wakes up. Right. And, is there uh, a chair? Is there something about a chair? Boy, we are not We are not good at uh, at nursery rhymes, are we? Right. I mean, you should... You I should, mean, I know, but I know. Why should I know? You've got a child. It's all cartoons now. There's no story. <laughs> story Storytelling is dead. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, at least we got a name for the podcast. <laughs> Storytelling is dead. <laughs> um, Goldilocks is apparently also a store. So uh, that... Uh, oh, run by the rapper, okay. Goldie. It's oh, his hairdressing salon, Goldilocks. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. wait. Um, All right. Uh, three bears, Goldilocks. Uh, oh boy, this is a whole history of Goldilocks that I'm not interested in. No, two significant changes happen in the story. In blah blah blah. Okay, so uh, she shows up. Uh, there's an old woman. She looks through the window, peeps through the keyhole, yep. and lifts the latch. No one's home. The old woman eats the bear's porridge, settles into his chair, and. Old woman. Well, this is a whole different story <laughs> that I I do not. Oh, here we go. Goldilocks later yeah. variations. Jesus, I mean, this is. You talk about going down a fucking wormhole. You go into Wikipedia, and all of a sudden, Goldilocks is an old woman who's breaking chairs. I mean, it is fucked up. <laughs> um. Hmm. There's this is a bit of a. Good God. I mean, Wikipedia is just a nightmare. Yeah, I had cause the other day to consult my Wikipedia page, which I had not done in about four years, and it is so riddled with untruths. Really? Oh, it's ridiculous. Because something untrue gets written in the paper, and all Wikipedia needs is like a source 
You right. know, so there's all these references to like I remember the article because I know <clears throat> when I was uh, writing in the Australian press, I wrote this uh, article. It's the worst I was ever misrepresented by the Australian press, definitely, because um, I was actually working for this newspaper at the time. I used to have a Sunday column. You were right? working for a paper. Yeah. I wrote a column oh God. about going to see a therapist, right? Yeah. And like about the experience of going to see a therapist. But it was a comedy column with like, you know, but with, right. you know, a serious point to it, right? No names. I never mentioned why I went, any of that sort of thing. Because there right. was a myriad of reasons that I went, to be honest. Right. But previously, Amy and I had broken up. And they, on page like three of like a Sunday tabloid newspaper, the whole page no. wrote like as, as if it was an exclusive interview with me. No. Wedged it all together and took paragraphs out of my no. article and used them as quotes. This is the paper you worked for? The one I worked for. So they were the ones who had access to it because the column hadn't run. They took my column, used oh. them as real life quotes. A guy called Jonathan Moran, who still writes for them, wrote it, but I've spoken to him in person and he has apportioned the blame higher up the uh-huh. thing. Okay. Which probably right. is the case, but anyway, whatever. It's but it's one of those things when people do these sort of things, they don't realise then that for the rest of your life, though like on it's a Wikipedia there. or whatever, people think this is true and it becomes when not it wasn't true. Oh. These people took this thing. Like I mean, talk about betrayal of trust and it's scumbags. Like someone who worked for them. And that's, it was wrong. Like they weren't they were actually using quotes. They weren't about that thing. So you've taken another person who hasn't agreed to be in that public eye. Right. And then you make that all about them and as if these quotes are about them, which they're not. It was, it was a, that's I, horrific. I'm sad at the time because I worked for them. I tried to address it internally. Yeah. Whereas at the time I should have, yeah, I should have actually just sued them. I mean, it was one of the most yeah. moral and reprehensible. No, things. that's reprehensible. Yeah, it was, that's unbelievable. but then anyway, there's a great link to that on my uh, Wikipedia page. So you can read, <laughs> you can read that made up article. Um, after she'd eaten breakfast, uh, she decided she was feeling tired, so she walked to the living room where there were three chairs. Yeah, oh, this chair is too big. This chair is too yeah, uh, so too big too. So she tried the smallest chair. Oh, this chair is just right, and it broke into pieces. Okay. And then she went upstairs to the beds and uh, masturbated. Right. So, well, that's the thing she has in common with this guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> How many people were screaming? It's a chair. It's a chair at their podcast i'll probably heaps i did say it's a, a chair though in you one did. of the many guesses that i had um what i love is you didn't even grab a soda it's from the refrigerator like you should have at least had like a soda that was like a lukewarm soda and like a frozen right. soda no he something. went in and got a nice cold soda right. so he just went to a fridge got a soda fell asleep and is he bed. naked before naked. he gets the soda or did he walk in naked did he discard his clothes when before he got on the couch it says he broke into the home stripped naked and fell asleep in a bed it doesn't actually okay. say what, what point in so that. he probably got a soda and right. then went upstairs to grab his clothes and got in bed right or maybe he like took his clothes off and like stuck his dick in a lot of things and he was like well this one's too big <laughs> And this one's too small. Oh my oh, god! This feels this just is. right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We got out on a funny thing. Uh, Dave Anthony. People can find you uh, at Dave Anthony on uh, Twitter. They'll be able mm-hmm. to listen to you on Steel Saunders podcast, which is probably up by now. Uh, I love Green Guide Letters. They can listen to your podcast, The Doll, which is just fantastic. Thank you. Uh, fun. Gareth Reynolds is oh, fantastic. So funny. He 
is also going to come back and do a solo one of these. Good. Uh, which is fun. So that's going to be exciting. And uh, what else? What else can you tell people about? Mm, the LA Podcast Festival oh, yeah. is coming that's up at the one. end of September. Uh, you can go to the uh, LAPodfest.com and look at the... It says right now that the site is hacked because Google hasn't fixed it, but it's not okay. hacked. It's not hacked. But also the other thing is it's such a great festival, this festival. Like yeah. it's, I, I, I really do want to make that point to people. It's such a good vibe. It's such a good hangout. If you love podcasts, you can buy day tickets. You don't have to come to the yep. whole weekend. But, you know, there's always going to be a bunch of fun things. And the atmosphere itself and being part of it's really it's really amazing. It's really uh, are fun. you going to do a live dollop? Uh, we don't know yet. Okay. We don't know yet. All right, it's up in the air. Okay, up in the air. But we are going to be doing a live tofop, fofop mashup crossover. Um, so that's on the Saturday. Please come and see that. Um, it, you know, if you like the show, rate it on iTunes. All the, you know, you know, all the usual stuff. Um, Edinburgh. Uh, I'm in Edinburgh between the eighth and the eighteenth. I am doing a set list. I got four set list shows. I got four prompter shows. Oh, oh wow! I'm going to do some fan fiction shows. I'm going mm-hmm. to do some late night slots. I would just plug them all on my Twitter and Facebook and stuff yeah. so that people can find me. That's where you, that's where you find out what's going on. Right. Uh, thank you for doing the podcast, Dave. Yeah. Uh, can you sign out for us? Oh, yeah. This one is faux fleeted. <laughs>